Is Jackie and Team Mac here? Everyone's here. Yes. All right. We're Wonderful. Calling, everybody. We're calling McMahon T Mac now. I like to, I like to call him T Mac. Okay. That's an old. That's an old Steiny thing. Um, I was so excited because I was going to talk about the Draymond Green Tony Robbins kiss. That was going to be my lead off here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I, I think that got buried. Did you see that? No. No. So uninterrupted did like a little documentary where they went behind the scenes with Draymond and LeBron during the finals. And after, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, Tony Robbins was at game one. And I have to admit, I didn't really recognize him because I'm used to seeing him with that quaff and he was wearing a hat. But he comes into the locker room and th- this camera is on and Draymond does not recognize him. I wouldn't. <laughs> and he comes up and he kisses Draymond on the neck. What the world? And Draymond allows it. Hmm. which is very strange. And then he walks away. He congratulates him on the game. And then he walks away and Draymond looks at the camera and says, was that Tony Robbins? He didn't even know who it was. We ain't so, from the same cloth. So apparently Tony Robbins can just go up and kiss people on the neck without, but it's also a very strange thing to do to kiss them on the neck. Very strange. Yeah, I, I tend to greet people like handshakes or fist bumps or stuff like that. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. It's a Friday. We're still talking about the NBA. Got some action here today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, running the show in Los Angeles is Andrew Hahn, back from his uh, first ever trip to Cleveland. Uh, I'm sure you're still basking in the glory that like it is. It. Cleveland's a, it's a lovely city um, for a week in June. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it in June, you're never going to like it. Um and so, someone who's been to Cleveland about 400 times in her career, uh, but joining us. Are you on the uh, shore today, Jackie? It seems like today would be a good day to be on the shore. You know what? I arrived five minutes before this podcast began. So, yes, this I'm is gazing cool. out. It is. And the new deck that you never got to sip uh, a seltzer with me, Brian. That's <laughs> you. And T-Mac, I know you would have had something better than that. So we had this opportunity, had Boston Advance. We had it all planned out, the Hoop Collective on my deck. It was going to be Plum great. Island. It was going to be, it was, we, we'll always have what? Nothing. We have nothing. <laughs> In Plum Island, Massachusetts, it's Jackie McMullen. Um, are there any plums on Plum Island? Is that why? Plum why bushes. Called? Plum oh. bushes. Mm-hmm. Now, Fancy. and this is not to be confused with the Plum Island that started the whole Lyme disease fiasco in New York. Do not confuse the two. This is in Newberry, Massachusetts, and it is just fantastic because there's no parking. So no one ever comes to this beach because there's no place to park. So it is this fabulous beach Perfect. with very few people on it. Yep. Someday there's, you'll see it. Maybe someday I, I soon. Will. It'll happen. Um, it will. Speaking of Lyme disease, um, yesterday there were golfers who were hitting you – know, they're playing the U.S. Open on, on Shinnecock, at Shinnecock, which is out on Long Island in Southampton. And there were golfers who were hitting the ball – into like the hay and they were losing their ball and some people didn't always want to help because they were afraid of getting ticks and Lyme disease. Yeah, it's not a fun thing. No kidding. Uh, And in Dallas, Texas, back home where he belongs, it's Ban McMahon. So speaking of Texas, um, this has been something I don't. I wouldn't say I expected it today, but certainly we've been watching this and knowing about this for a while. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, it seems like through the media, but I assume that he also spoke to the Spurs. But no, either, actually, has not spoken to the Spurs yet. Okay, that's new information for me. Uh, uh, through being widely reported. Well, I'm not keeping up with every second, but anyway, Kawhi Leonard uh, has is asked to be traded from the Spurs. Um, this is uh, strategic because we are six days before the draft, and if the Spurs wanted to act in involving draft picks, it, it gives them some time to do it. Um, what do you guys think about this, and what do you think this is going to mean? 
Um, I, I saw it coming. I mean, this this was a riff that is absolutely bizarre. Um, you know, Uncle Dennis is calling the shots, and it, because of that, I think it was a relationship that just couldn't be repaired. Uh, I think that the way that the that Kawhi's camp, i.e., Uncle Dennis and company, are dragging the Spurs through the mud is absolutely ridiculous. Like this isn't a franchise with one hell of a track record. Like this isn't a franchise that invented DNP rest that you know kept Tim Duncan for twenty years, Ginobili for 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 forever. Tony Parker has inspired loyalty among all kinds of, uh, of players. I mean, I, I think Kawhi's reputation is going to take a hit, but if he goes somewhere, L.A., Boston, wherever, and, and wins, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, but th- th- this idea that Kawhi and, and his, his camp of amateurs are going to be able to bully the Spurs into making a trade that's not going to be market value, I'd, I'd tap the brakes on all that. And those folks in San Antonio uh, know what they're doing. And as, as much as the Lakers have leverage because that's where Kawhi wants to go, the Spurs have some leverage too. Number one, they're not. I mean, they can talk to other other teams. Uh, number two, the Lakers have a deadline of sorts. They want Kawhi before free agency gets started for obvious reasons. It's all true. Everything he says is true. Uh, you know, I, I'm a little surprised, and I guess it's because – Maybe I have naive faith in the San Antonio Spurs, uh, but they've been through a lot here um, in the last few months with Kawhi, and I'm sure Pop is still grieving. I'm not using that as an excuse or anything. I thought it was a, because of what's, what they've been dealing with personally, that what Pop has been dealing with personally, that mm-hmm. maybe it would make Kawhi think twice about, hey, you know what really matters? But, of course, that's all silly and naive. And... Uh, the, uh, I just thought if Kawhi got in a room alone with Pop, with Greg Popovich, that they could smooth it out. And you know what? That's probably exactly why it never happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, so. it's clear that, that his camp, and again, we're talking primarily about Uncle Dennis, who's become the shot caller over the last year or so, uh, wanted him out of San Antonio. And, and, I mean, the Spurs frustration was painfully obvious because this is his tight-lipped uh, uh, an organization as there is in the NBA, if not all of sports. And, you know, for a lot of the season, you had Pop delivering pretty thinly-veiled messages to Kawhi via the media, which told you just how much communication had, Well, the, to- the Tony Parker line was pretty... That was yeah. a that was a missile where he said that my injury. Would you say he was twenty times worse or hundred? I, I, I thought he said a thousand times, but regardless, no. basically he said he, he he essentially said, "Look, I've been playing for most of the season. I was hurt a hell of a lot worse than Kawhi." I mean, the, the whole thing is, and then you had Kawhi spend most of his time at the uh, Players Association gym in New York when the Spurs season's going on, and the Spurs are. In the play, I mean, the whole thing was just a a complete breakdown of a relationship, and and it's shocking in that uh, it's the Spurs who have you know for two decades have had precious little drama, and then you know people thought because Kawhi was quiet that he was kind of the next low maintenance franchise centerpiece for the Spurs from Robinson to Duncan to Kawhi just seemed like this natural progression. But the fact is, nobody really knows Kawhi. He's quiet, so nobody really knows him. And I, and I think there's been some, some, uh, you know, some things revealed about his personality and his, uh, I don't necessarily want to say character, but I can't think of a better word, over the last several months. So I actually think this is actually pretty um, uh, cut and dry. Um, two days ago, I think, sometime earlier this week, Woj came out with a story. Um, was talking about uh, it was it was sort of an update on the Spurs and Kawhi, and it was uh, it was mentioned in there that um, the Spurs did not intend to offer Kawhi the supermax this year; that they would want to see him mm-hmm. go through a season. And I, knowing Woj and knowing how strong of a reporter he is, I think that was probably a direct line from the Spurs. And um, since they're communicating through the media. I wonder if that was something that they heard the first time there. But at the very least, as soon as I read that, which was that 
the Spurs at least at least at that moment, at least in the in the in the moment of that story coming out, did not intend to offer Kawhi the supermax. I knew they were done because yeah. um, really, and I've I've felt this way for months now. I mean, there's definitely been events that have happened on both sides. Jackie mentioned the the death of uh, of Greg Popovich's wife, and that, that Kawhi came to the. Uh, memorial service for it and you know that could have been a building block moment uh, all that stuff aside if they weren't willing to pay him the super max Kawhi has no motivation to sign it and if Kawhi has no motivation to sign it um we're going to be at this spot uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that Kawhi had a demand to trade this way this could have played out over a longer period of time but it really was sort of elementary i, I think that i'd say the same thing about What's happening, and I don't want to go off on the uh, Kyrie jag right now, but mm-hmm. when the Celtics traded for Kyrie Irving with two years left on his contract and the, the extension rules the way they were, we knew that, that there, was going, there was eventually going to be a year where Kyrie was going to play without an extension because right. did, even, if, even if Kyrie had played in every single game this year, even if, even if the Celtics had won the title and Kyrie had won finals MVP, um, he would not have signed the extension. No, it, yeah, it would 80, be $80 million. Dollars. Yeah, $80 million dollars a, reasons just, why. Yeah, yeah just, I mean, it, it would be the worst financial decision that, <laughs> that he could possibly make. Now, right. the Spurs, though, this is clearly a case with, with them not being willing to put that on the table now. That's them saying, Kawhi, you, you and MIA on us this year. We can't trust you. We're not putting $219 million and that's, hoping that you'll be on the table and hoping that's you'll be true, in the same McMahon, city as that's, us. That's true, but at the end of the day, the talent is always going to have the leverage here. Always. Right, but but you, so, knew, you knew going into this, and you're right. When you saw that, you knew it was, was going to happen because they couldn't go another year of this we don't trust each other thing. This summer had to either be extension, and if you're Kawhi, you're not taking less than Supermax, or trade. So... Right. You know, and, the Spurs and, and don't have to acqui- the Spurs don't have to acquiesce, and they don't have to acquiesce. No, they don't today. Nope. or now. I mean, before the draft, that's important to realize. Um, and that's the difference between them and Cleveland, because they're not right. going to panic. They're not going to panic. They've thought right. this through. You know, they have. They've oh, thought yes. this through twenty-five different ways, and they probably know all the potential scenarios better than we do. And so, even though they know all of that, uh, that doesn't mean they have to do anything now. And and, and and just because the Lakers are the preferred destination, you know, you can you can get the Clippers involved, you still can get Boston involved, and and there will be a lot of reasons. Well, we'll to we'll unpack. We'll, we'll, let's unpack that. Andrew, did you want to say something? I wanted to say something about the Boston thing because that was what Woj hinted at in that story earlier mm-hmm. this week, uh, that Boston was interested in trading for Kawhi at the deadline, and then Woj is tweeting again. Yeah. Jackie, what do you think that offer could have been at the deadline? Well, I'm, I would guess it involved the pick. Uh, it would had to have involved one of the young players. But the fact that the Spurs would, wouldn't even entertain it tells me we'll probably never know. Now, remember, all the way back, I do, early in, in Jalen Brown's rookie year, how effusive uh, the Spurs were in their praise of him. Yeah. And we had heard word way, way back then that in – even in Jalen Brown's rookie year, they were interested in Jalen Brown. Now, Jalen Brown for Kawhi Leonard is not as good a year as Jalen Brown had. That's not going to cut it. Well, and, and salary-wise, it's a long, well, long yeah, way but apart. That, right, but, there, but that always can be worked out. You know, There's no, always look, flotsam and jetsam, and I don't mean to disparage the ad, the throw-in players, but you can always make the numbers work. That, that you have a third team involved, or you or you get players from your own team. That, that's not it so much. It's just right. You got to give more than that. I mean, do you Kawhi think there's Leonard, any way that they would that they would put Tatum on the table? I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know. I, I was asked that question five hundred times mm-hmm. uh, during the course of this year because we've all known that Danny. But let me, can I just say too, by the way, that you don't think? I mean, we know about Boston being. The team that was interested in Kawhi Leonard, the trade trade deal. Now, let me ask you guys. You guys have been around a long time. Do you honestly believe they were the only team that no, inquired no, about no, Kawhi Leonard? No, absolutely not. So, isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting that that's the one team we heard about? Now, why would that be? Well, think? perhaps because even though it's not the quote unquote preferred destination, it is certainly an attractive destination. 
a destination with a ton of assets. Maybe that's where the Spurs want so to trade. That's and what I think the Spurs to the Lakers saying there ain't gonna be no discounts here, buddy. But see, I think it's from the Spurs end of things. Yes, absolutely. This, it's it's, right, it's about establishing a legitimate market. And also, right, so assets upon assets upon assets. We've been talked about this before at the Celtics, not just young players, but also draft pick and also veterans. Mm-hmm. So, so let's um, before we uh, go, go into team by team on these potential deals. There's a couple of things I want to point out. Number one, Kawhi, uh, if he gets traded, loses the possibility of a supermax. Which, as a side note, the supermax ain't doing what the league thought it would. Now, now James no. Harden and John Wall took it. Paul George passed. Chris Paul passed. Uh, LeBron James is in the position where he could pass. Um, uh, so th- this is a well, actually, Le- LeBron and Chris Paul wouldn't have qualified for it because it wouldn't have been seven through nine. But um, certainly the concept of getting more money than anywhere else, LeBron and Chris Paul could pass. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, actually, take Chris Paul out of that. I don't think I don't think I'm thinking that through correctly. Well, but anyway, Chris Paul could, if the Rockets put five on the table, Chris Paul could end right. up coming out like roses I'm, here. Right. I'm, I'm the supermax is only relevant if you have less than 10 years service if you have 10 years service you're going to get the max anyway um, that's it that that's exactly right and that's but, why paul, do you think chris the, the big the idea that chris paul gave up anything to go to houston oh. last, last year to me was well he did laughable. actually he did because he, he, he gave did. up salary last year yeah, yeah but he also right. yeah, but, uh, essentially he gave himself a, an opportunity to the be, difference in the taxes year deal right the difference in the taxes there was well, is relevant but let's not go into all that right now um, here's the thing with Kawhi. If he gets traded, he can't get the Supermax. Okay, that's number one. That's going to cost him significant money. Number two, he can't extend when he gets traded. Even right. if he goes to the place he wants to go, and even if they're throwing roses at each other, he can't extend. He has to wait six months to extend. So let's just say the trade goes down July 1st. He couldn't extend until January 1st. Um, right. No matter what. Now, obviously, we know that a lot of things can happen in six months. Um, and then thirdly, I want to point out, certainly there's always wink-wink deals. You can I was going to say, I was going to say, stop right there. Okay. Every deal but, that's ever but, been made, including the just, Chris Paul opt-in deal, which was yeah. done two weeks before it was legal. Come on now. Okay. But let me just say this. How do you feel about making a wink-wink deal with Uncle Dennis? Do you, do you feel okay about that? There is significant risk there. Um, you know, because this isn't this isn't a guy who. It's not like he has other clients. And by the way, oh. we should just call him Dennis Robertson. We I don't really like calling him Uncle Dennis. He's an agent. He's a he's representing him now. Yes, he's his uncle. That's not super duper relevant, other than the fact that he's known him his whole life. I'm just going to call him Dennis Robertson from now on. His agent, Dennis Robertson, um, right. has call, not I'll, represented I'll, I'll, other I'll clients. I'll call him Uncle Dennis because I'm pretty sure that's how he got him as a client. Well. Um, he has not done this before. This is not like doing a deal with a wink, wink deal, which happens every day with an agent who is, you know, you've done 15, 20 deals with over the past. And you'll be doing business with in the future. So there's an importance of a, a relationship that there's mutual trust. Okay. So I just, those facts need to be out on the table first. Now let's, let's sort of look at the teams. Let's start with Boston. Let what me you ask think? you this. We're okay. talking we're talking young assets and picks from Boston. Kyrie and Kawhi are perfect salary matches. Right. And they and, and they're both coming off of injury. And, and correct me right. if I'm wrong, but there was there was discussion about and, and Wendy, I want to say you were the one reporting on this. Hasn't there been ties with Kyrie and the Spurs before? Yeah, when the, the, the Chris Paul thing, right around the Chris Paul thing. They were interested in Kyrie when the well, Spurs the Sp- got out. The, the Kyrie was available. I believe the Spurs were on Kyrie's "quote unquote" list. Right. They right. Were. Okay. Um, so, so I mean, maybe you know, I, I think that might make some sense. Well, there's also mutual. Um, there's mutual uh, accepted risk there because yes, both players are on one-year deals. Um, Which injuries are you more concerned about, Kyrie's or Kawhi's? Good question. Uh, Kyrie's uh, probably, but Kyrie, medically, medically, sure. medically, Kyrie, mentally, Kawhi. In all honesty, if I were the Spurs and I elected to make that trade, I would also ask for a draft pick, just because I don't think 
Kyrie's the player that Kawhi is. Well, and because Boston. Oh, well, no, of course you wouldn't. Problem. You wouldn't do that straight up, right? I don't think if you're the Spurs. Well, I've seen some people say straight up because, as McMahon just said, you know that works for each other. But it, I, it, it's a perfect salary match. So that I mean, it makes it simple. There, but yeah, I mean, you're asking for uh, a pick from Boston. The Kings pick next pile. year is probably. Yeah. Before, yeah. Oh no way, no way. There's no yeah, they ain't no, giving no, that up. Now that's too much. No, maybe like the Celtics pick that they have this year. Well, they have a like, Memphis pick. Yeah. Too. yeah right. Okay. Uh, All right. Sure. Well, I, uh, that's a we can negotiate. Pick too now. All right, we can negotiate, but um, they're not getting that Kings pick. Um, so Jackie, what do you give me your viewpoint on what you think the Celtics would offer? Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm coming in this a little blind because I haven't I haven't talked about um, this with anybody from the Celtics, but I just know Danny. Okay. I know that man, and, you know, he he really wasn't intending, or so he says. He didn't go out looking to trade Isaiah Thomas, but obviously you had to make that deal, right? That's obvious. Mm-hmm. But the one thing about Danny that's interesting is he never promised Isaiah Thomas anything, and there was a reason for that. And, and you know, all these interviews that Kyrie Irving's done over the last few days for his Uncle Drew movie and not committing to Boston, we, we talked about that, but there's a salary thing there. Yeah. But, but, but very hesitant to say, Man, I love it here. This has been great. This, you know, I want to be here forever and all those things. He didn't say any of those things, and it was a little odd to me, but he probably knew about this, you know? He also knew that the Celtics allegedly or possibly were going to talk to LeBron James, and that would tick you off too, right? Well, he also thinks the earth is flat, so he says, you know, he's, yeah. he's kind of out there but just, sometimes. But so so you, like, you, you, the reason you know the what? Celtics make sense is because Sorry. they have, have. Sorry, but they do have. They have degrees of great young talent, right? So I think oh, we'd all goodness. agree. I think Hand we'd picks. all agree. Tatum. I mean, Tatum versus Jalen Brown. We're taking Tatum, right? Well, Jackie, just rank the value of the Celtics assets. Just just do a quick oh, like, okay. one, one through five ranking. Well, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. So, you know, Tatum's one in my book, but Jalen Brown too. is right behind him at two. Okay. Well, oh, that, but that Kings pick's pretty high up there, too, now. Well, yeah, but that, that, that so Kings pick is, doesn't exist. It's, you know, it's yeah. out there. It's, it's made up until it becomes something. You know, the Kings, maybe they catch lightning in a bottle, just enough to win enough games, just like the Brooklyn pick. Like right. the Brooklyn pick, we all were like, oh, that's such a valuable pick. And then they traded it to Cleveland. Everybody's like, yeah. I don't know if Danny should have done it. I'm like, it's not going to be a number one pick. They got a, you know, they got a really good coach. They got, they, they're, they're moving in the right direction. They have a great GM in Sean Marks. Like, it's not, it's not going to be the mm-hmm. one or two pick. And, and it wasn't. I, I, don't, I don't put that in their top three assets. I still think, uh, Kyrie. Real, real players. Oh, okay. But I'm talking about people that. All right. So, well, that's a whole different story. Okay. Kyrie, I would definitely put. I might put Kyrie ahead. I would put Kyrie ahead of Jalen Brown. Me too. I mean, I Kyrie, put, Kyrie's a transcendent player. I just. Me too. I thought you were talking about young, you know, draft no, picks. And, no, you no. Know. Rank all the assets that the Celtics have. Oh, everything wow, okay. that they have. So that's rank that's them. a whole different thing. So, I might. Now I'm going to start with Kyrie one because he's. I'm not. Me. I have Tatum one. Yeah, I, I love Tatum. I, I, that's I have fine. Tatum one. Oh, wait, I'm going to go with Kyrie one, Tatum two. Now you got Jalen Brown three, Sacramento four, and Al Horford. Do- and well, I haven't even talked about Gordon Hayward yet. Wow. So well, but Hayward, see the pro- Hay- there's there's some risk with Hayward because that is a huge huge contract and is coming back from a major injury. Right, but but and, just, and just look, listen. you didn't even mention Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier is a valuable trade chip. That he's, he is, but he's not. Uh, he's not on the level. He's not on the level of those those guys we just. No, mentioned. but if he's your sixth or seventh most valuable trade chip, <laughs> you're doing well, that, all right. So we're but we're and, and here, guys. Here's just a list, okay? They have the number 27 overall pick this year, their own. Nine, 2019, they get the Sacramento pick. They have the Grizzlies pick if it goes outside the top eight. The Clippers pick if it goes outside the top 14. Now, again, not great picks, but just multiple picks is my point. Yeah, and then yeah. their own pick. So four first-round picks next next June. So Boston has a lot of options. All right, now let's – Tons. Let's yeah. talk, okay. You want to go to L.A. now? Well, hold on. I'm just going to say real quick. Okay. In my mind, if I'm Boston – Tatum is untouchable. The Sacramento pick mm-hmm. is untouchable. And I would protect Al Horford because he's so important to me. I'd protect yeah. Al Horford. Everything yeah. else I'd be willing to talk about. Um, and I think hey. for San Antonio. Um, oh, there's tremendous value to be had there. Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Andrew, I think you know by now that when it comes to shirts, I'm a custom-made man. 
Uh, I knew you were made man, but now I know you're a custom made man. Are you a custom made man, Andrew Hahn? I don't. I, I need a few more shekels from this podcast game. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, when that day arrives, because that day will come, you know who you need to go to. Uh, where's that? Uh, in a chino. So, Brian, uh, as as a custom made gentleman, what's the difference between? <laughs> uh, Thank you for calling me a gentleman. <laughs> between custom made attire and off the rack. You know, you may not think that much if you buy off the rack because you know you get your clothes tailored when you buy a suit. You know, you get your the pant length, the pant and sleeve length uh, tailored. But the fit is just so much better. And, and if you look at pictures, you know, people who have custom made suits versus people, you know, before you had them, you go back and look at pictures when you wore off the rack, and you can just tell the fit. This isn't the same. You know, the fit just looks better. It looks cleaner. Everything, you know, just works better. Plus, it's just a little higher quality. And it's not really that expensive. Um, It's not, you know, it's not so much money that it's impossible. It's not unattainable. It's it's actually relatively reasonable if you know to go to the right company. And and Indochino is one of those companies, Andrew. Huh. Okay. I mean, I will... I'll, I'll, I'll say this, that I have tried on expensive, quote unquote, expensive clothing in the past, uh, stuff like maybe some of the stuff that the Cavs were wearing in the playoffs. <laughs> and yes, I see. Yeah. If they, uh, I, I'll wholeheartedly agree with you. If no matter how expensive the, the outfit is, if it doesn't fit you perfectly, then it does just doesn't look that good. Like the fit is, might be the most important thing. So here's how you do it in Indochino. You can go to their showroom. They've got them in several places across the country. I know we were near one in San Francisco uh, during the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can go to Indochino.com, and there you pick your fabric, choose your customizations, uh, then you send your measurements, and it gets sent to you in a few weeks. Uh, it takes them a little while to make it. You know, They make it to order, made to measure, so it does take uh, more than 15 minutes, but um, that's the way you do it. That's the uh, that's the modern man. That's the that's the millennial man right there, uh, Andrew Hahn. Um, custom made suit over the internet. Um, this week, the listeners to the Hoop Collective can get any premium Indochino suit for just three hundred seventy nine bucks at Indochino.com when entering Hoop at checkout. That's H O O P. Fifty percent off the regular price for made to measure premium suit. A made to measure premium suit, and the shipping is free. So that's Indochino.com, promo code HOOP, for any premium suit for just 379 bucks with free shipping. That's an incredible deal for a suit that will fit you better than anything off the rack ever could. 379 is actually, like, that's really like I'm trying to think the last time that I got a well-made, a well-fitting suit for uh, that price, and it's just, I can't think of one. Well, there's, you know, different fabrics are going to cost different amounts. Um, but I will say that if a suit fits you well at that price, just about any fabric at that price point is pretty good because you know that it'll fit well. And it's up to you to pick the style. Now, your style, that's a whole nother conversation. You got to pick the style that, that, that looks good for you. But uh, Indochino can help you out with that too if you uh, are in their stores. But, um, yeah, you should check it out. Yeah, I mean, you uh, you might be familiar with this, but like a lot of people in the past have always said, like, oh, you go to Thailand, you go to Hong Kong, they'll take your measurements, and then like it's like four hundred dollars a suit, and it'll be perfect. And it's like Indochino already beats that, which seems crazy. Yes, um, I wouldn't say Thailand. I would say Hong Kong. But you go to Thailand if you want to, Andrew. I'm not going to slow you down. <laughs> So let's talk about L.A. Now, Woj says he prefers the Lakers, but um, he's from Riverside, which is, um, you know, L.A. area. It's it's essentially home. It's a hell of a lot closer to home than San Antonio. But um, uh, so that's kind of the connection for L.A. Um, 
uh, let's first off talk about the Lakers. Um, Ingram to me is their most valuable asset. I agree. Uh, yeah. And Kuzma number two in and my you know mind. What? I, I wonder, and especially given the trouble that the uh, the Spurs have had recently with a relative who is acting as a shot caller, I wonder if they would want to touch Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball with a 10-foot pole. Well, here's, here's my thing. If I'm San Antonio, I'm not taking Lou Aldang. No, no. Uh, no. Well, they're going to have to wave... They're gonna have to wave him and stretch him out, don't you? Yeah, that, that, yes. that's your that's your problem to deal with. I'm not yes. taking. I'm not so, making so, a bad so financial let's, trade. Let, let's be clear about that. If I, unless because even if even if the Lakers were willing to include multiple picks, they have the Cavs pick this year that they can trade. That's like 24. It's not that valuable, right? And you're thinking um, they're going to be able to to if it ain't LeBron, they're going to be able to put together a team that's going to be picking in the 20s or so, right? You're, it's not that exciting to get there. So even if like what I'm saying is even, even if, if it's offer, three of them, yeah, yeah, I'm just not that excited about it. Uh, and you know, so um, but I'm excited I'm, about Ingram. I'm excited about Kuzma. I like I'm Josh asking, Hart as a, as a as a role player. I mean, in you know, my mind, young talent. Lonzo Ball isn't as bad. Lonzo Ball isn't as bad as we remembered. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. Lonzo, if we I, haven't seen the best of Lonzo Ball yet. If and, I'm not mistaken, so much- if I'm not mistaken, like uh, they can get there with Lonzo and Ingram. They, that that trade works. I, if, I I I think I know they could get there with 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 Ingram Ingram Lonzo Kuzma Hart. And you can add, I don't know how to pronounce the, well, the, the big's name. Like basically their whole young core, you could do, yeah, yeah. You could do that. Um, I, I, if I were the Lakers, I wouldn't want, if I were the Lakers, I wouldn't want to give Ingram and Kuzma. But if I were the Spurs, I would want Ingram and Kuzma. However, Absolutely. you can't do the deal for just those two. If you, if you include Ball, yeah. you could. Kuzma. Kuzma makes next to nothing. He makes like right. he made right. like one point four this year. He's he's just right. low 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 dollars. You right. might have to do some other things first. Um, and here's the thing: it's just if you're Kawhi Leonard, you're saying I want my preferences the Lakers. But isn't that because you've already talked to LeBron or Paul George or both, and they're like we're coming? So the interesting thing here is um, yes, you would think that the players are talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, let me just say this though. I'd have to do the math here. I think if they stretch Dang, and they do Lonzo, let's just say Lonzo Ingram and Kuzma, I'm not sure they have enough for. Well, they well they, they might they might be want to throw in Zubac and Josh Hart just to it, know, yeah get off but, money even though yeah the, you know, there's some yeah but the money so the money so low. You'd they can to, get there. They, they they can get there. I mean, they can get there. we we don't have to. I think they can. We don't have to get into the QuickBooks accounting weeds on on all of this. <laughs> Good job, stuff. Andrew. It's what, it's what we do, Andrew. Um, Come on, so, leave us alone. So, but here's the thing: like, I don't really think that that's the best deal that the that the Spurs can make. I agree. Um, and oh no, of course not. And, and of course not. I I wonder. I would love to know, and you know, we'll probably never find out. But I would love to know how much value the Spurs place in Lonzo Ball, not just because of the whole LeVar baggage that comes along with them, but they've done a nice job developing DeJounte Murray. And how many six-foot-six point guards with jumpers that need a lot of work can you have on a roster, you know? Fair fair question. Well, so let let me just bring something else up. Just, I want you, this is just game theory. Let's say the Spurs are negotiating with the Celtics and the Lakers, okay? Mm-hmm. And, those, and, the, and the Celtics are saying, we'll send you uh, Kyrie, but we're not sending you anything else because it could be a one-year rental, okay? But you know as you're negotiating with the Celtics that there's more to get. Yeah. You know? and if, At and least if, in terms of picks. And if Kawhi says, all right, I intend to stay with the Celtics long-term, that can be something that can elicit more assets. Okay, do you understand that? Now yeah. let's look, let's look at LA. LA makes their best offer. Okay, whatever it is, let's say it's Ingram, Kuzma, and Lonzo. How how do they? That that's the best they can make. There's no sweetener there. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, like, it's, yes. it's nobody I else. Mean, there there's is. practically there, nobody. There's practically there, nobody else on their roster. Th- that's Lopez right. Lopez is up. Caldwell Pope is up. Well, like uh, I said, Hart's Hart, 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 a sweetener. Hart's a guy who you could you could certainly not as much being a quality role like player, the, like the Memphis pick. You know, I'm just no, saying, like, no, no, yeah. no. And, and 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 you know, they could say, okay, fine, we'll throw in a couple of our number ones, and you know, if the things work out the way that the Lakers hope, you're talking about number 29 or 30 for the next, you know. I just don't. Whatever. What's the incentive for the Spurs to make? Kawhi happy none and and again no no that's not true that's not true the incentive is that you get a better trade okay if Kawhi was going to them and saying I want to play for the Celtics I will sign long term for the Celtics that makes him more valuable to the Celtics and the Celtics are more willing to give more money but if there's no advantage if there's you know if there's no other piece that you're trying to get what is the motivation for making Kawhi happy that's why I think the Lakers trade is a bit of a tall order because the the Celtics can or the Spurs can make a better trade and there's they're not incentivized. They are incentivized maybe elsewhere, but they are not incentivized to to to, to acquiesce to Kawhi. Well, there's the, no the, the Lakers the Lakers deal is largely dependent on what the Spurs think of Ingram and Lonzo. If they think that those guys are and I'm sorry to me, Lonzo is the real wild card. For very, you know, the reasons that I that I mentioned, two different reasons. One, because kind of the whole Lavar issue, and do you want to deal with all that drama? And and he is. I'm not saying Dejounte Murray's got as much potential, but there, you know, there are pretty significant similarities between those two players. Um, Brian, before we continue to litigate this, are there any other realistic spots, realistic people you think? Clippers. What about the Sixers? Yes, that's we have, another you know, one. Well, hold on. Brett let's Brown stay, has a great relationship with Kawhi. They still stay talk. In, yeah, let's okay. stay in LA first. Let's talk about the Clippers. Okay. The Blake Griffin package. Right. Yeah. I mean, the Start Clippers there. are pretty straightforward. It's like they have two lottery picks, and then like, what players do you and, want? And, well, well to, I and Tobias Harris. And, I'd uh, want Tobias Harris. Yeah. I like I'd Tobias. want Tobias. Um, uh, I've been looking at the Clippers roster um, because. You know they're a team that could potentially trade up in the draft. Um, to me, if I was ranking the Clippers' assets, now remember Tobias Harris only has one year on his contract, so that's mm-hmm. a limited contract. But he is a stretch four man. I like him a lot. Yeah, um, he makes uh, good I, money though. He's up around yeah. fifteen, isn't he, Brian? He's a little yeah, over yeah. that. Uh, I like uh, Harrell or Harrell. How do you pronounce Montrez Harrell? Harrell. Montrez. Montrez. I like Harrell. Montrez Harrell. Too, but how much do we like? Let's talk about like. Okay, we like him because he's an energy guy. He's he's yeah. not a game changing. <laughs> I agree, but and I'm he's saying up. He's up anyway. And Avery um, Bradley, you might like, but he's up too. Lou yeah. Williams, I like Lou Williams. The poor guy is going to get traded again. Yeah, <laughs> I, right. He I'd just signed ask, that kind of discounted deal. I'd yeah, ask although maybe to- it's not discounting this market. I'd ask for Tobias Harris and the two picks. I know you probably wouldn't get all that, but that's what I'd ask for. Well, I think you would get all that. I think you'd get all that. I don't think that's enough. I yeah, I don't need it. All me, right, well then, yeah, I need more. Especially, I think, if, you know, if you got the Celtics and Lakers involved, I think. Well, you it depends on it depends on how this how this this the um, Spurs feel about this this draft, uh, or if the Spurs think they could take those two picks and and, and those picks are what twelve and thirteen? Is that right? 13, 13, yeah. 12 and thirteen. Yeah. So I, I just don't see that. But I, I agree. Just about the Sixers. Let's talk about the Sixers. Okay, that's good. Go ahead, just Jake. Because well, because again, um, Brett Brown strong ties. As far as I know, still does very well with Kawhi. Um, you know, they've got a new GM coming and all that. So let's let's rate their assets. So clearly, Joel the, Embiid. There's two untouchables. Gonna, yeah, Embiid, and yes. who else? Ben Simmons. And Simmons. Right. All right, but is he untouchable if you get Kawhi Leonard, guys? I'd only trade him if I knew for sure he was extending. Yeah, as a as a one year rental, and you know, no, think he got a decent chance to keep him. Uh, to me, Sim, but uh, let's, Simmons, let, is, let, let, I, let's I, I would say absolutely out. they're untouchable. Those let's two, let's point say something right. out. The Sixers have six picks in this draft. Now, two of the two of the second round picks are in the fifties, but they have number ten and number twenty seven. So number ten pick in this draft, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a nice little chip. Um, and so to me, 
you include, in my mind, you include Jared Bayless for salary. He's in there for, for ballast, okay? And then there's two pieces. Sarich? Sarich, Fultz. Mm-hmm. The num- the, I'm asking for the number 10 no matter what. Yeah. And then Sarich or Fultz, and then maybe they could ask for one of the other young pieces that maybe that you know they like, um, uh, I don't know, Rashawn Holmes or something like that. Or yeah. you could go another route and you could say, hey, listen, we're not taking Bayless. We want Covington. And then a young piece, but I don't know but if Covington's I, if, money's Covington's money is pretty hefty. He well, makes it, a lot of money. Actually, he has a really nice contract, Jackie. Um, he it was front loaded, and I think it was like eighteen million this year, but it goes yeah, down to like ten million. Yeah. Was it like, like oh, ten okay. or eleven right. million next yeah, year? Because I, I, I mean, I get that he's an all he's a Spurs guy. I mean, see, see, I love Sarich, and um, the reason I love him so much, I loved him anyway. But then when Simmons came in, you know, the two of them trying to play together, if you remember early in the year, they really struggled to do that. They really had trouble. And Sarge figured it out. He figured it out and, and really was a really valuable guy for them. I really, I really like Sarge. To, to me, I may rather, considering, see, I think DeJounte Murray is their point guard for a long time. I agree. And yeah. so to so, me, if it were me, I'd want Sarge in the number 10. But Sarge's money is much different. I mean, it's it's, it's that, not that's very, true. But you, you got to throw some stuff in. What's well, I'm saying? You have Bayless as maybe the you take, maybe you convince him to give you T.J. McConnell. Doesn't he have Spurs written all over him? <laughs> well, so I think does, Sarge right? has Spurs. I think Sarge has Spurs written all over him. So do I. Well, we've already established him. But who's our throwing? I said give him T.J. Uh, this is I fun, mean, isn't it? Let's, let's, put, put, let's put it this way: If you're trying to trade for Kawhi Leonard, have the Spurs say? You have to give us T.J. McConnell. T.J. McConnell. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. I'm just trying you'll, to make, you'll, make the you'll numbers You'll get him a limo work. to the airport. <laughs> just trying <laughs> to make the numbers work. Right. Um, numbers a, yeah, so Jared player. Bayless, I think, makes $9 million. Because Kawhi's number is $20 million next year. So you, I think you need right. $15 million. So between Sarge and Bayless, you may not quite be there. You may have to add another No, player. you don't. Sarge doesn't make any money at all, man. But I, I, th- I think Fultz is interesting. Fultz but, is interesting. Yeah, it, it, it depends on, what this again, what the Spurs think of Fultz. Yeah, the Spurs also, have to what do the their Sixers evaluation. think of Fultz. Well, the Sixers don't like Fultz more than they like Kawhi. Yeah, to, to, no. me, to me, what you're fighting off is them asking for Fultz and Sarge. Yeah, and Fultz, uh, this would be a total buy low move on the guy who was a freaking number one overall pick, and you. Uh, well, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's buy low if you're trading Kawhi Leonard for him. Yeah, but, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, but uh, if he's the if he's the second player in a trade, plus you're getting a pick. A lot but again, going going back to to the negotiations here, if you're the if you're the, the Spurs, you're going to say no, 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 no. We it's not Sarge or Fultz and the ten. It's all three. And then if you're the Sixers, you say, "But, but RC, but Pop, we we're we're taking a gamble here. Right. He's only got one year on his contract." And so the, again, this is how this goes into it. If Kawhi were to pledge and say, "I give my undying loyalty to the city of Philadelphia, and I will sign," and you know that you're going to have him, and you feel strongly about it, and you trust Dennis Robertson, and you trust Mitch Frankel. <laughs> his attorney, then maybe you say, all right, if it's Kawhi Leonard for the next five years, we will include Sarge and Fultz. But why but, would Kawhi do that? What motivation would Kawhi He doesn't. Have? That's, exactly. that's, what, that's what I'm saying. That's why if you're the Spurs, it's a leveraged trade. Yep. And that's why the Lakers come back into this, because the Lakers, um, if that's where he wants to go, the Lakers may be more willing to throw in everything that they can, whereas other teams may not because it's a rental situation. Right. But, and I'll tell you my, something but else. My point is this. It's not like the Lakers have the Spurs over a barrel here because they can absolutely they don't. create That's a correct. market. Boston, I think, would, would bid believing they could keep him long term. Same with Philly. Uh, you know, There's not even just one team in L.A., as we mentioned, with the Clippers. And then you might – like nobody saw Oklahoma City coming for – for Paul George. Yeah, well, by the way, that would, be a, that would be a cautionary tale. True. They, they gave away some good pieces for possibly a rental. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Tim, you go to a lot of basketball games. Because, as I've been told, it's your job to go to basketball games, except mm-hmm. when you're banned from arenas. Um, mm. What is the last 
live event you've gone to that you actually had to pay for? You know what? I didn't go, but sent the daughters and the baby mama to a Taylor Swift concert. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. They're you know they're, they're they're little girls, and so you know you definitely when you're talking about Taylor Swift tickets, you definitely want to make sure uh, you're getting the best possible deal because those those tickets can get real pricey. And if you're looking for the best possible deal, SeatGeek will save you time and money because they search all the ticket sites to compare prices and find the best deals. You get the most bang for your buck because they grade every ticket based on value. Helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. And if you know me, my budget ain't that big. And then every purchase is fully guaranteed. So you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Uh, and it really, like I said, it, it, you don't worry about getting scammed. You know, you, you know you're going to get the best possible value. So SeatGeek's a good way to roll when you got to spring, uh, you know, you, you got to reach deep into the wallet to, to get those Taylor Swift tickets. McMahon, are you, a, are you a Taylor Swift fan? No, but my daughters are. Well, hey, but I mean, I'm hey, saying. I like, will admit this. Okay, I'm, here we no, go. I'll, I'll, I'll sing along a little bit. You know, I've, I've danced to Taylor Swift, but that's just being father of the year candidate. What's your uh, what's what's your Taylor Swift jam? Don't act like you don't know what songs oh. they are. Is, is it style? Is it shake you know, it, what's shake the one that haters haters gonna hate hate? Is that shake it off? That's I shake think it, it off. Is. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you, yeah. You got got to roll with a little shake it off. But no, look, if I was those are the tickets I buy. But I mean NBA. NFL, Major League Baseball, college sports, whatever, SeatGeek's the way to go. If it's your first SeatGeek purchase, listeners can get 20 bucks off. You just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code HOOP today. That's promo code HOOP for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Um, I don't understand what it is, but I think almost every time we do these ads... Someone is saying, like, oh, I want to go catch a baseball game, blah, blah, blah. It's such a boring sport. Some of the some of the other writers went and saw, went and watched the uh, Yankees-Astros the other night. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck that. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather go to the bar and, and uh, watch Celtics Sixers on TV. Oh, you should have just said that. Now let me bring up one more team that's being thrown out there. The Sacramento Kings. Yes. Yes. Who are highly motivated not to be bad next year because they don't have their pick. Think of the Spurs. Because if I'm the Spurs right now, you know what I'm thinking? Holy hell. You know what? By this time next week, we could have Luka Donich. Dude, this is like and 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 uh, Pop and R.C. Buford uh, negotiating with Vladi Divas and and uh, Vivek. I mean, that, that, that's like if LeBron's got a uh, an, an ISO against the slowest foot, like Boban or somebody. You know, I mean, geesh. It's like those videos of uh, Embiid playing pickup hoops with just like random dudes. Out in the exactly. exactly. <laughs> mm, that's funny. And he's merciless on him, too, yeah. which I think is hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so this, the Kings have the number two pick. Um, this, is, this, is, this is what the Kings dream about. Oh, and Doncic um, with the Spurs, like, golly, what a beautiful fit that could be. And the, it's plausible that the Kings will roll the dice giving up that number two pick for a one-year rental, right? Oh, Oh man! What a, what a, like Adam Silver has to step in. That, he, <laughs> yeah, there come you on. Go. He can't let this happen. I mean, it's just ha- like how many people would be calling the Kings? Don't do it! Don't do it! Well, well remember though, they drafted Jimmer Fredette instead of Kawhi Leonard. They could have had Kawhi oh, Leonard all along. Well, let's not even start mm. going down the rabbit hole of Kings. Kings debacles. Well. They just they, they they drafted a guy at number eleven who they released after a year. 
So and then they and how about Stauskas, who they drafted at eight, oh. I think it was, and then like paid to get rid of him a year later. Oh. I mean, just, so, so, just, so that they, just, so that they could sign. Matter of um, fact, that's the pick, isn't it? That's the pick that uh, that yes. now Celtic, the Celtics. That's oh, right. My yeah. goodness. So, <laughs> can you guys name their picks of the last? I mean. I'm just looking it up right now. I think I might have played against a few of them this morning at the rec center. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. And Um, let me tell you, I I went undefeated. Well, they uh, about some of these. Did you hear that humble brag he just dropped in there? You're damn right. Uh, I just Willie Cauley, Willie Cauley Stein, De'Aaron Fox, um, Marquise Chris, of course. Papiano. They traded him. Papiano, who got released. Yeah. Um, Macklemore. Ben Macklemore. Macklemore. Oh man. And these are all. Lottery and most lottery case, early Thomas lottery. Robinson. Thomas Robinson. Thomas yeah. Okay, so Robinson. Oh, how about geez. this question? Maybe the how Kings about, should just get off number two to make sure they don't screw up question, too early. How about this question, Jackie? If you're looking at the list, yeah. when was the last time they drafted a guy and he got a, an extension? Ooh, we know boy. they've drafted in the lottery twelve straight years. Yeah, because it wasn't oh. even Boogie. Boogie didn't even get an extension. No, he yeah, did. Did he? Oh, that's right. That's right. He's, it, he's, it, he's it, your it, choice. He's your he choice. He is Boogie. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and that was seven years, eight years ago. That's right. And then yeah, they, they, traded him, yeah. they traded him pretty quickly into that extension. Um, wow, man! And he's like the only now. Look, Darren Fox has a chance. It's it's obviously very early, but other than Boogie, name the last guy you'd say was a good value lottery pick for the Kings. Do you remember the uh, the uh, the footage from the uh, from the Stous- They're going around the room. Stauskas. Stauskas. Yeah. I, li- I like Nick Stauskas. He's been he's followed me on Twitter for 10 years, so I, I feel I don't want to <laughs> begrudge him. You don't want right. to so reduce that follower. There's your follow. humble brag. So when, I guess I'll just have to think up one before we, we sign off today. <laughs> well, um, I, w- I would rather go undefeated and pick up basketball and have Nick freaking Stauskas follow me on Twitter. Ouch. Ouch. He's a, he's a proud Canadian great player at michigan how dare you <laughs> he was a good player yeah. at michigan we, we listed like the teams that have assets that could be in the running for Kawhi. uh tim if you're in Kawhi's camp and obviously like it's out there that the preference is the lakers mm-hmm. how would you rank these teams if you're Kawhi's camp well i don't know okay i don't know how how important la is to him so i don't know if it's like lakers one clippers two uh, just from basketball, Lakers assuming that if Kawhi goes there, then they become the front runners for LeBron. And then I would go probably Celtic Sixers. And and by the way, <laughs> all three of those would be extremely attractive situations. Jackie, how would you rank these teams from the Spurs perspective of who they want to trade with? Obviously, Boston's number one. Boston mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I think Boston <laughs> one. I mean... <sighs> Okay, you so, know if uh, if wh- if you're clearing the decks to get Kawhi and another big player, then L- maybe L.A. too because you're going to get some young pieces that you like. Um, it, it's it just all depends on what you can get, right? But see, the reason so, why I think the Celtics would be one is because again, I go back to the blue chip young players along with right. picks upon picks upon picks. All right, or all right, Kyrie so, and picks. Woj, but but Woj, it really yeah, yeah. Woj ahead, just tweeted. And I mean, this in my viewpoint, in my viewpoint, okay, Brian Winter's viewpoint, not a report. This is <laughs> no, Brian so, so we should we should probably just alert the aggregators right now to jump on. This is my opinion, not having spoken to anybody. Are we all clear? Mm-hmm. I'll just, just read the tweet. I'll just read the tweet. Indiana had little interest in a Paul George trade with the Lakers, and that will be the case for the Spurs too. Boston gives the Spurs the best building block of assets. Yep, we know one this. of the young yeah. one of the young forwards, likely Jalen Brown, uh-huh. its own 2018 pick, 2019 Kings pick, etc. Lonzo to the Spurs? Question mark. Don't hold your breath. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now again, let me translate. Let me translate. Let me translate. In my opinion, we clear. Mm-hmm. That's the Spurs extending a middle finger to Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, and that's basically saying even if the, 
we're not sending you the Lakers. It's a bad deal, but we're really not sending you the Lakers cause, just because you want to go there. Right. And again, and, and we all know how plugged in Woj is. We don't need to go through this uh, with San Antonio. Well, Woj has been on this story for months. Yeah, yeah. Woj yeah. and Mike Wright have been telegraphing this thing for the entire season. Yes, almost. we knew this was coming. We just didn't know that it was coming like this. It was coming today. Yeah, and then and then Mike Wright and Ramon. I mean, you. This thing was a absolute breakdown. In, in trust and everything else between Kawhi and the Spurs, and it's All right. because of who it is. But it, is there yeah. is there is there any dark horse team out there that could come in out of nowhere and make and make an offer? Um, that dark horse team was Sacramento, right? It just comes out. Well, of nowhere. yeah, but you know, we're all talking about it, so. Uh, I don't know. Couldn't Memphis do something similar? I'm thinking of another team. Washington Wizards? Okay, Washington's interesting, Jackie. They have the 15th pick, which is okay. Right. They have Otto Porter, and they have Kelly Oubre. I don't think they beat a legitimate offer from, like, Philly or Boston. But... Well, what if they give you Bradley Beal? Mm. Making too much money. Minnesota? John Wall. I I got one. Who? What a, What about New Orleans? What, you're not talking about AD. No. What about Drew Holiday? Not, not enough. Not, not yeah. Enough. Not nearly enough. Not Minnesota. Enough. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking of of Cat. Mm-hmm. Where there's some relationship issues up there, as we yes, all. Yes, for know. sure. I just don't know if you're Minnesota. Can you go into a season with Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard as free agents to be? I just, I mean, it's an interesting well, topic. I mean, they just went through no, a I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what right now, the answer, the answer is no because of who their owner is. The answer is no. Yeah. yeah. The, their, their owner is still Glenn Taylor until further notice, right? He's mm-hmm. going to be hey. Glenn Taylor. Right. So yeah. he did the wink, wink, remember? He did the yeah, most yeah. famous wink, wink yeah. ever. And got, yeah, yeah no put doubt, it down on right? Paper. So there's Jackie, no way that's happening. Jackie, it again. should have been Winks. They, they, they didn't yes. do the Wink. They that put was the it problem. down on paper. Unbelievable. I still, winked. to this day, cannot believe that happened. And and the way it still got out it. was so amazing. It's like right out of a bad TV drama. It really is. Two, two agents sued each other, and right. it, it came out in Discovery. Yeah, hmm. that's, well, that's, you know. So. Um, anyway, yeah, but, I just but, so but, I, but, I'm going to eliminate Minnesota for you. It's 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 an interesting concept, though, McMahon. That's you know, yeah. it's kind of oh, so. What would your Memphis situation be? I mean, Memphis would be the the number four pick and Parsons and something else. Yeah. Oh my God, no. they're not taking Parsons. Well, right but no. the thing is, no is if, if no Luca is available way. at number four, and then you just you rebuild around Luca, and then Parsons no. is an expiring well, contract. This, next is, this is Kawhi Leonard. It's 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 the teams we said. I think. I mean, I, I can't even. Would you rather have Luka Donich, or would you rather have Kyrie Irving? Like, oh, based on the three and a half minutes of YouTube highlights that I've seen of Luka, <laughs> I don't know that I'm qualified to answer that. But if 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 you if they if you think he's a legitimate future superstar i would say him because you're talking about a much longer window and obviously clean bill of health a playmaking wing savant from europe is like could you construct a more perfect player for popovich in a factory a more spursy player (laughs) yeah um yeah Uh, as as, as manu is heading for the uh, sunset right right. yeah i mean let's put this point this way Manu was not this good at 19. Now, it's not no. to say that... Manu went 50, what, 8? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Now, it's not to say that their makeup is going to be the, exactly the same. But um, I kind of think, actually, Manu is more athletic than this, this kid is. Yeah. But, yeah, um, but, he's not as, but he's not as big. That's true. We don't know, you know? Yeah, we you're right, to Jackie. I got to tell know. you, I'm getting ready. Um, the jump is having a five-hour, one Two, three, four, five hour draft show not next one, week. Not two. Uh, uh, um, so I've been preparing for it. 
I will be and joining you, Brian. Jackie, this is wonderful. York. Why can't we do it from Plum Island? I tell you what, if it had gotten to about 15 hours, I might have made the cut. <laughs> Tim, by hour three, I might be speaking in a different language. Um, all right, let's for the, for the sake of argument, let's say I think Bogdanovich is the most appealing of those players. We can, but l- let's say your yeah. favorite young Kings player and the number two pick. Let's say that's the deal. All right. Now let's compare it to Boston and Philadelphia. If you're the Spurs. This yeah, now, now uh, I don't know. Jalen, man, I love Jalen Brown. <laughs> and if you can get I picks too. on top I, of that, I, too. I agree. I love Jalen Brown, but Luka Donich isn't coming in that trade. So it would be like. Yeah, but I've seen Jalen Brown be a proven impact two-way player who's got cojones factor in the playoffs he does and he's 21 and still two years left on the rookie deal and room to grow and get better what's crazy about those two offers is that uh the offers themselves are relatively similar but boston is set up to actually compete with Kawhi, and it's just like what is sacramento doing yeah sacramento's like hoping to chase an eight seed or something it would just be relevant to the spurs right like it would just if sacramento really gets involved it's just such a bad idea i mean well well, well, let's let's unless they can somehow move to la and have a third la team but i mean by next summer they they, they tried that but brian (laughs) you're right it's uh those two offers like they seem pretty close Okay, so now let's let's include Philly. Now let's let's say you're Sacramento, or let's say you're San Antonio. Also, by the way, what's the possibility? Like, th- th- there's some pretty strong venom here. When this first happened, I was wondering maybe this is Kawhi's camp's way of making sure that they get the supermax offer because I'd want the two nineteen. Like, maybe this is something that is out there, but and then force a trade. No, no, no! You can't get traded no, for a year on you those. just they just keep them. And in other play. words, this yeah. is how you get because the Spurs made it clear, or I shouldn't say they made it clear. My read on it was yeah. the Spurs. The Spurs let them know the offer wasn't coming, and this was the way to force the offer. But there seems to be some venom here, so that this may, <laughs> may really seems be over. to be. Huh? <laughs> well, but I mean, even in the last couple hours, so um, I so t- to me. The, the Lakers and Clippers can't even touch these other three teams' offers if they go that route. And so I don't even think the Lakers in the top three. And I don't think the Clippers are in the top four. And I'd have a hard time. It just it depends on how you feel. But thinking about it this way, now I'm thinking, if you're the 76ers, you may have to have false and Sarge because you may have to of course, it's a tenth pick. You may have to do it just to outbid the other two offers. Um, but uh, oh, but that's not good. But that's not good business. Boston, you gotta love your team. You gotta love yeah, your team and you're, you're not right, worry about whatever. You don't worry what everybody else is doing. You worry about what you're doing. Boston and Philly don't. Uh, they don't offer nearly anything. Everything they have, if, unless they get that <clears throat> wink, wink commitment. Correct. Well, or unless you they, you, unless you, if you you're can't, Philly or Boston, you say, well, if we don't get him. You, they you have will, to then suddenly have, you know, hey. that's true but you I, I think for the sake of this exercise i don't think you can i don't think you can assume a wink wink with anybody i think you're 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 trading for them and you're rolling the dice wow then if you're rolling the dice i'm not giving you Kyrie irving and i'm not giving you jason tatum I'll but, but listen right if, you, if you're boston and you get Kawhi leonard who goes into next season as the favorite in the Eastern Conference? If you're Philly yeah, and you but, get but, Kawhi I, Leonard, who goes into next season as the favorite in the Eastern Tim, Conference? But I'm telling you, Tim, that's not how Danny Ainge thinks. So he had all those Brooklyn picks. He kept saving them, saving them. And I was like, make a deal already. What are you doing? But he knew exactly what he wanted to do. And he waited. He was patient. He didn't care about criticism. He never has. It's unbelievable. And then he makes this deal. So for him to just go for one year with Kawhi, that's not what he's about. He's trying to build something here that's going to be two, three, four championships. Or, you know, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But right. he's not looking for – this isn't a franchise that's never won a, a championship that everybody – this isn't Cleveland, okay? This isn't uh, Sacramento. Or it, it isn't it's – a, it's, a, it's a team with a great history, a long history, and they can wait. And they can build their young players. And if, Kawhi, if it works out with Kawhi, that's fantastic. If it doesn't, hey, man, we're on a good pace. 
and we're not going for the quick fix. They just, they're just not how they operate. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we, we're, we're running long here, but um, we're going to be talking about this <laughs> for a while. I, so here's a question. Uh, 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 one week from today, Friday morning, well, it's Friday afternoon. Next Friday morning is Kawhi Leonard on the Spurs. I, I think it's a possibility. I think it's a possibility. However, I will say this, and Brian, you're the one that, that made this point all those months ago. He's got to be on the phone with LeBron right now so yeah. that two of them can figure it out together. If LeBron James opts in, what, a few days from now or next well, week? there are scenarios that exist where LeBron could still go to Philadelphia. Basically, Philly could trade half of their assets for Kawhi and the other half for LeBron. Hmm. But you can't uh, tell me those two guys hmm. aren't talking. Of course they are. Oh, yeah. It's well, kind of like it's kind of like LeBron asked Paul George to dance, and then the slow dance came on, and Kawhi walked into the room. And he's like, "Ooh, baby!" And I'm going, "Wait, maybe? Oh, stairway to heaven! Wait for me." Yeah. But but I I I, 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 I don't think LeBron is going to stairway to heaven. And I and I feel no. I feel better about this as we've talked this out because this has kind of been a good workshop. Um. The concept, I think a lot of people rush to judgment that LeBron, Paul George, and Kawhi are going to end up on the Lakers. I don't, I don't feel good about that happening. Uh, I don't either. It's too much. I don't see how they can pull it off. But they're so. moving parts. And, and like you said all the way back, Brian, Kawhi Leonard is, is the fly in the ointment for LeBron, both positively well, and negatively. I, I just think they're connected. They're free agents. They're, yeah, they're they have not to free be. Agents. Their futures are connected, even if, Completely. even if they're not playing with each oh, other. Oh, no, I agree 100%. You know. What, they they affect each other dramatically. So, How about LeBron, Paul George, and Damian Lillard? I'll tell you. We you know would be amazing would be if Boston gets Kawhi and Philly gets LeBron. Oh, oh that would be awesome! Man. And suddenly awesome the, the yeah, suddenly the well, the Warriors are still the Warriors, but suddenly the you know the West is so much better. All that that narrative runs its. That'd course. be super fun. That'd be super well, fun. To your original question, if. Uh, if Kawhi is moved before this time next week, uh, it at least spreads out our free agency a lot more because I think all of you guys have predicted over the past couple of months that things are going to get crazy before the July 1st turnover date, not quite after. And well, it just, like, it, it's just, it's the big factor is we didn't know what was going to happen with Kawhi. Uh, he's now in play before June 30, so that's a big factor. And we also still don't know whether LeBron's picking up that option. Right. That option, that option is super duper valuable. Right. And um, look, he's a free agent whether he picks it up or not. Essentially, but that's then it's, right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He doesn't I, have to opt out. He yeah. Doesn't have to say anything. It, does he force a trade or does he go the traditional free agent? Well, route? I'll tell you, I'll put it this way: If LeBron, let's say Boston makes the deal for, let's say Boston is the winner, and LeBron doesn't feel great about the Lakers and doesn't feel great about his other options, the Cavs would make a deal with Philadelphia by June 30th. Mm-hmm. God, that'd be fun. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to the uh, podcast. Have a good weekend. Nope. Say I it again, please. Not all, I hope it's all not me. I, I did it again. <laughs> Andrew, I need therapy. He said I the need tr- therapy. At least he comboed on the <laughs> collective podcast. Is that what I said? Yes. Oh, my God. That's great. I love that, Andrew, Andrew, I need therapy. Um, We all need need therapy. therapy. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Hoop Collective Podcast. Have a nice weekend. Oh, my God. This is like the fourth time, the fifth time. I think it's, I think you're low at four. (laughs) I think it's endearing. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm.